this is Susie Larson. I want to thank you today for downloading this podcast from Live the Promise. I do hope you enjoy it. Thanks also for your continued support of Faith Radio. I want you to know you can donate anytime by clicking on the Support Faith Radio tab. Have a great afternoon, and God bless you. Good afternoon. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I'm Susie Larson here with Tim Marks on the board, Gracie on the phone line, so she's up there pumping her fist. I love that. We are here to help you engage in a strong and active walk of faith. Welcome to Live the Promise, and a very, very happy Friday to you. So I've got a question for you. You ready for this one? It's going to be unique since we're a deeper life type of show. This doesn't. It's not going to really seem like it fits, but it does. Are you a yo-yo dieter? Do you go up and down and up and down on the scale with the weight issue? Do you struggle with that? Well, I want you to know, over 25 years ago, I did struggle with it. And if you see pictures of me, you'll, you know, I'm a, I'm a small person. I'm five foot two and I've got small wrists and I can wear earrings around my wrists. I'm a small boned person, but I, I struggled with my weight. Um, I was probably 35 pounds overweight and that's a lot for a five foot two person. So that was about 30 years ago. And I was up and down from my teen years into my young adult years. And then, and then I leveled out and I've got a story behind that. I want to get into it too much, but I want to ask you, does that, is that your issue? Because when, when I struggled, was I a fruitful Christian back then? Absolutely. Did Jesus love me back then? Absolutely. Was I free to be everything that God intended for me to be? No, uh, uh, my weight was the first thing I thought of when I woke up in the morning. It was the last thing I thought of when I went to bed. It was such a distraction to me that um, I was it, I was in captivity. I was in bondage to it. And uh, I was so desperately longed to be free and not to be so self-aware, be more God-aware. And I'll just tell you the truth. What, what changed for me was I married my husband, who um, is blind in such things. He just has no – he loved me so much that if I gained weight and I felt nervous, he didn't notice. If I lost weight and jumped out and surprised him, <laughs> he didn't notice. And um, nothing really, he just loved me. And so it got to be the point where I just ate for the right reasons. If I was hungry, I ate. If I didn't, I didn't. And my weight literally fell off and I, my body regulated. And so, Tim, I don't know, um, you're a very average size guy. Have you ever struggled with your weight? Uh, I, you know, I think everybody does at some point. And uh, a few years ago, I was probably 20 to 30 pounds hmm. uh, heavier than I am now. And uh, just uh, my wife and I both determined that we were going to uh, take some of it off. Yeah. And uh, we did, and it stayed off pretty well. Well, good for you. How how do you feel? This is an obvious question, but how do you feel now that you've, you know, dropped that weight and got to back to a normal range? Uh, very much better. Yeah. Very much better. Absolutely. I do, too. I feel like, you know, I bounce within a little five-pound range, and I keep a very tight rein on it. But it, this is a deeper life issue to me because... We um, in this country, we've got Christians, actually. I think there's something like 300,000 Christians per year die of obesity-related illnesses. Isn't mm. that amazing? Wow. And so it's an issue even among Christians, and I think it's the drug of choice. Mm-hmm. And that's why I think I, that's why I wanted to address it today, because I think it keeps us from everything God has for us. Anything mm-hmm. that, you, that hinders you, anything that holds you captive and holds you bondage, you want to look at. Because it's it's a territory that you want to take back so that you can be free mm-hmm. in Christ. That's, that's exactly right. And in the church, I mean, what is the first thing that we do? We eat. We eat. We yeah. have a pot bless. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Someone told me potlucks are not allowed. <laughs> so you're supposed to call it a pot bless. Maybe we shouldn't have those, huh? All right. Well, we're spending too much time without our guest. I want to get her on the show, Michelle McKinney Hammond. We've had her on the show before, and she's just a riot. And she's written a book, The Real Skinny on Losing It, True Confessions um, and Divine Revelations of a Former Yo-Yo Dieter. Let me tell you about her, and we'll get her on the show. Michelle McKinney Hammond is a writer, singer, and speaker who focuses on love-driven relationships. She's the founder and president of Heartwing Ministries and co-hosted an Emmy-winning TV show for 10 years. She's uh, Her popular books include Sassy, Single, and Satisfied and The Power of Being a Woman. Welcome to the show, Michelle. Great to have you with us again today. Thank you. Looking Thanks for forward, having me. Absolutely. Looking forward to this conversation. We had you talk about your other book, uh, Dealing with Disappointment, and there was really a great response to that. And we're coming at a whole other angle now on this topic, and I think it's going to speak to a lot of our listeners. We always like to start out the show, though, talking about a particular passage of Scripture, wondering if there's Scripture that's been that God's been using in your life or speaking to you about these days. Well, you know, one of my favorites in the realm of what we're going to talk about is, uh, why do you eat those things that are not good for you? Hearken unto me, and eat ye that which is good, and let your soul delight itself in fatness. Hmm. Wow. Expand on that for us, if you would. That's. I, I don't even know if I remember reading that. Yes. Where is it, that? It's in Isaiah, and I'm trying to remember the address. Let that's me look right. it up. No, that's all right. I'm, yeah. Uh, <laughs> while I'm uh, talking to you. Um, it, it, the reason I like it is because what it's saying is that God's giving us permission to be fat, but in a place where it doesn't show on our bodies. <laughs> mm, very good. <laughs> and that um, this, his word fills us up. You know, one of my favorite uh, other scriptures in line with that is when uh, Jesus went to meet the woman at the well, and we talked about that the last time we were together, and the disciples came offering him food, and he said he, was, he, he wasn't hungry. And they said, well, did he get food someplace else? And he said, I have food that you know not of. Mm-hmm. And that food is to do the will of my Father. So I really believe that when our spirits are empty, that we associate that with physical hunger a lot of times. Mm-hmm. And really it's our spirit calling out for food, a uh, food that doesn't put uh, any fat on our hips. Well, I couldn't agree more, and I really do think that when we eat for the wrong reasons, we short-circuit our spiritual growth. I think when we eat when we're mad, sad, stressed, boy, we miss an opportunity to see the kingdom of God come to bear in that moment because we default to food, don't we? Right. Well, let's talk about the difference between craving and hunger because I thought of this the other day. I had this gluten-free, I have food allergy issues, so I had this gluten-free pad thai um delectable thing in the kit oh. in the refrigerator yeah. and i was uh working on something and i kept thinking about it and thinking about it and uh i my mouth was watering and i i was sure that i was really really hungry for it but when i paused for a minute i thought you know what i just ate about three and a half hours ago mm-hmm. i'm really not hungry i'm craving it mm-hmm. and you can really talk yourself into a craving and not be hungry can't you oh yes most definitely and, and like I said, once again, it really has to do with what are we filling up on. Um, or we get into the habit. I, I don't know about you, but before I came to the Lord, I smoked. I cannot picture you as a smoker. <laughs> I did. But I it adds to the whole diva picture. Time, Lord, today, you know. <laughs> um, and he miraculously delivered me, like, immediately. I never went through, you know having to really go through the whole painstaking way of, of, of it. It was like I just said, Lord, I know this isn't pleasing to you. Shortly after I got saved and my faith level was really high, you know how baby Christians are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and boom, I was done with the cigarettes, right? Wow. 
But I think that what happened was I got it created an oral fixation. Hmm. And we have to know that our hunger comes from lots of different places. It comes from habitual noshing. It can come from the way your your parents fed you. You know, some parents just felt that you should eat everything on your plate. And and it totally makes us ignore our body now. When our body says, I've had enough in different ways, which we can talk about a little later. But uh, we get into habits that we don't even know are conflicting with our body because our body tells us when to eat and when to stop, really. Right. And, you know, uh, Catherine Marshall, if you remember her, a uh, late, great Catherine Marshall, phenomenal writer, Christian woman, she talks about the battle. Every battle is won and lost in the mind. And she's, yes. she likened it to the beachhead in military terms that soldiers would say, Whoever wins it on the beach, you know, wins the battle because, you know, the, the guy's coming from the land, the guy's coming from the water. Whoever takes the beach takes the land. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was, I've talked to a, a young man who struggled with pornography, and he'd gotten clean of it, but he's, he slipped back into it. And I said, well, what happened? And he said, I started to think about it again. Yeah. And it, it, I think that goes with anything, that it yeah. starts in the mind. So I want you to talk a little bit more about even there, for the person who struggles with perpetual eating when they're not hungry, struggling with their weight. Let's talk about the renewal of mind and, and even what you had to go through to rein in your thoughts to get healthy about, about physical health. Well, you know, one of my favorite phrases was, oh, I'm starving. And it was like one day somebody said to me, you don't want to know what starving is. I mean, come on. And I, I really thought about that, and I realized that I'd gotten to a place where I was living to eat, not eating to live. And there's a big difference. You know, um, our bodies don't require as much food as we shovel into them. Um, it's interesting that when we do diets like Jenny Craig or Weight Watchers even, or there's a new one called the Fresh Diet that delivers food daily to you fresh, it's a portion control issue. But what happens is the tongue is like our heart. The tongue has these little taste buds on them. <laughs> is that what those are? <laughs> and it says, ooh, this tastes so good. Yummy, 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 yummy. Give me more, give me more. And your body's saying, I really don't need any more. Yeah. The tongue say, ooh, yes, give me some more. <laughs> your body's like, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> yeah. And, 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 you know, it's funny because now Gwen Shambling, who did um, uh, oh, The Way Down, that mm-hmm. actually was very interesting because, you know, in my book, I chronicle all the different diets I went on. I've been to South Beach and back. I've called Jenny. You know, I've done everything. But Gwen said something very interesting. She says that the taste of food actually taste changes on our tongue mm-hmm. when our body is full because the body's trying to signal, okay, we're satisfied. Stop now. Interesting. But our mind has then become engaged with the, with the taste buds. And it says, oh, that's so good. i got to have so I don't want to stop. And we keep going. And then after a while, of course, we've eaten past the limit our body wanted, and we feel stuffed. About that time, the dessert tray rolls around, and we decide, well, we need to have that, too, with a cup of coffee, mm-hmm. especially at the church. <laughs> yeah, especially at the church. <laughs> we, we waddle home and pass out, you know. <laughs> we just and but we're still saved. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> And so one of the scriptures that I did start to meditate on was, Hearken unto me, and eat ye that which is good, and let your soul delight itself in fatness. Mm. That became one of my core scriptures, and I would just roll that over and over in my mind. And when I felt hungry, I would read a scripture instead. And it was interesting to find out that my hunger would actually be sated, and I would not be 
so hungry. So it's not just a mind renewal. It is actually a redirection of focus as well. So and we important. have the ability to do that. That is an act of our will. I think that's so important. I think when you're craving something, whether it's craving buying that thing that you don't need, eating that thing, watching that thing, mm-hmm. if you redirect um, and you do anything else, you know, go for a walk, clean a room, call a friend, bring a treat to your neighbor, mm-hmm. you redirect 99.9% of the time, you will exactly. come through that and think, I did not need that. And I don't think it's even healthy. It's not healthy to give into these cravings at our whim, is it? No, it isn't, you know, because I have to confess, I got this thing about cupcakes. <laughs> oh, my garlic. And there's this company called Moore. Now, how, how wonderful is that? That's about as wonderful as you can get. <laughs> <laughs> and I have to talk to Jesus and just keep walking past that place. Oh, my goodness. You know, and, and that is the thing. We've got to draw on his strength in this area, and we've got to confess to him. He says, come and confess your sins to me. Though they be as scarlet, I will make them white as snow. Well, some things aren't necessarily sin, but they're just weaknesses and struggles. And he invites us to come and bring those things to him, too. And he will meet us in that place of need and help us press past the temptation. Boy, that's so important because that enemy also comes in with such condemnation. And if we let him beat us up, we are so defeated before we even start. And it just seems useless then. It's true. And, you know, uh, one of the things I discovered was the greater struggle I had with food was heightened by my lack of respect and love for my body. Mm. And whenever I was out of love with my body and didn't like the way I looked, I'd say, well, what the heck, I can eat something else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I'm already a beached whale. What, you know, <laughs> what difference will another cupcake make? You know, Of course it makes a lot of difference, and it's a very self-defeating habit. So what I had to do was recondition my mind, you said something very key at the beginning of the program. You said your husband loved and accepted you as you were, and that was one of the greatest things that gave you the strength to, to control your weight. I was standing in front of the mirror one day berating, berating myself and saying, oh, look at you, you're disgusting, look at that role. Oh, my goodness, what are you going to do with yourself? And the Lord spoke to me and said, if you were in at, at an art museum looking at a painting, and the artist was standing next to the painting, would you talk badly about the painting? Mm. And I said, no. And he said, why not? I said, well, I wouldn't want to hurt his feelings. Even if I didn't like it, I wouldn't say it. And he said, well, I'm the artist of you. And when I created you, you were a good thing. So if there's something you don't like about it, you added something to the canvas that I didn't add. Do something about it. Mm. Wow. I think that's incredibly important. I want to delve into that even more about the whole idea of body image, making peace with our body. I think that's a first step even to becoming everything God has for us to be. Well, if you've just tuned in, I'm so glad you joined us. I'm Susie Larson. This is Live the Promise, talking to our friend Michelle McKinney-Hammond about her great book, The Real Skinny on Losing It, True Confessions and Divine Revelations of a Former Yo-Yo Dieter. We've got three copies to give away. Love for you to chime in the conversation. What have you learned about dieting? What have you learned about getting control of your weight? Or maybe you are just at your wit's end and you need us to stand with you, encourage you, and pray with you. We'd love to do that for you. 877-933 877-933-2484. Let's talk more for a minute, Michelle, about making peace with our bodies because you have the model look everywhere. Uh-huh. It's, it's impossible 
It's just impossible to achieve that. Even the models are not healthy and are low on energy and are doing, you know, unbelievable things to stay that thin, which will carry through. They're messing up their metabolism. When they're not the rosebud anymore, they're going to be a real mess later. You know what I'm saying? And so let's talk about we have to somehow look away from those things. How do we make peace with our bodies? Well, first of all, we need God to talk to us about our bodies. He says you're fearfully and wonderfully made. And he has a whole different view and opinion of beauty. He says that beauty is fading. So we have to really examine what is beautiful and stop the urge to compare. I will never look like those Victoria's Secret models. But guess what? You know, I worked in advertising, Susie, for a long time. And I know what it takes to make those girls look like that. Tell us. (laughs) When they walk in, they do not look like that, and it takes hours. And it takes a lot of um, retouching after the photographs are taken even Mm. to take off inches and smooth out skin and and highlight different things. And, I I mean, I always encourage people, just look around you. This is what the real world looks like. And you just don't see Victoria's Secret models everywhere. Right. So um, stop the comparison um, because it it, it is a no-win situation. There will always be someone prettier, skinnier, richer, whatever, whatever whatever-er than you. So let's deal with where we are. God says that you are fearfully and wonderfully made. Are you loved? Do you have love in your life? The beauty is found in your relationships and living a purposeful existence because, as my mother always used to tell me when I was little, every cloth in the store has its owner. Ever been somewhere and seen someone really unattractive and they've got somebody really cute? With them? <laughs> you go, how did they get her? You know. <laughs> and she probably has a beautiful personality he fell in love with and looked past the exterior. And you know, love makes everybody fine. Absolutely. Love makes you beautiful. So when God looks at us, he sees us as beautiful. He sees us as, as complete. And if we think anything other than that of ourselves, we're literally insulting God and telling him that he didn't do a good job when he created us. Mm, so good. Now, there are parts of us that we can fix through exercise or modifying our diet, and that part is on us. But still, resist the urge to beat yourself up. There's no condemnation for those who are in Christ even when it comes to weight. So cast down those imaginations and begin to ask God to fill your heart and your mind with positive confessions. Begin to praise him for your body. Begin to praise him for the strength to take care of it and maintain it like the temple he wanted it to be. You know, the enemy would love for us to think this is an unwinnable battle, but it is a winnable one, yes, isn't it? it? Is. Absolutely. We want to hear from you. We've got the calls coming in right now, 877-933-2484, 877-933-2484. We've got Jill from Ramsey. We'd love some prayer today. Welcome to the show, Jill. Hi. How are you? Good. I good. was at your GAP conference, too. So I had... Oh, good. <laughs> That's been good. No, I just was calling because I'm so relating to every... I've called myself everything, the beached whale, the mm-hmm. nine yards. And I thought, I, you know what, I've been dieting since high school, actually probably junior high, but... And I'm 57, and we're still doing it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, I we just start the cycle early, don't we? You know, when yeah. I graduated from high school, I weighed 103 pounds, and I was always eating things, trying to gain weight. And then, uh, you know, my body shifted into that second level of womanhood, and I started filling out, and I started panicking. So I started dieting when I shouldn't have been dieting. And, of course, you know, once the diet 
cycle starts. We never get off of it because the minute we stop, as I always say, I say in my book, I lost 10 pounds and I found it and it brought back 20 friends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, you know what? I was had lost 45 pounds and kept it off for six years mm-hmm. and felt great. And then, you know, the change in my body happened as I got older and we left mm-hmm. our church and both kids went off to college and lost our dads. And during the course of that five years, it all came on plus. And mm-hmm. so I'm back in Weight Watchers, and I thought I did fine up until my daughter's wedding. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And and then I just can't seem to. So anyway, I, I Jill, you said prayer. I said I'll take prayer. That, we'll, we'll definitely pray for you. But I want to ask you, what's your self-talk and your thought life, your thought patterns? What are they like right now? When it comes to myself, horrible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think I'm pretty negative. My daughter-in-law picks up on it. She's from Argentina, and she uh, she hears it. And she, you know, she goes, you don't even enjoy it. She goes, you know, when we have a, a cupcake or a piece of cake or a cookie, she goes, we enjoy it. She goes, nobody here enjoys their food. Mm. Yeah. There's you so know? much baggage with it. Well, I want us to pray for her, Michelle, but Jill, I charge you in the name of Jesus, whatever it takes to rein in your thoughts and turn them around and start speaking a blessing over your life. Okay. Mm-hmm. I really want you to do that. And one thing I'll just say real quick, when I was coming into out of my sickness and, and my weight started to level out, every single day I said, I love myself because God loves me. I'm getting stronger and healthier every day. And so the focus was on strength and health. Mm-hmm. And I started to carry myself different. And Michelle, I want to dig into this a little bit later on your book where you talk about how you think about yourself affects how you carry yourself. Yeah. And have you expand on that. So I wonder, Michelle, if you would pray for Jill, that would be great. Dear God, we lift up Jill to you, and I speak peace to her members. I speak peace to her heart and her soul, and that you would reconcile her to your vision of who she is, and that you would dress her in the beauty of holiness, Lord God, and that you would silence the cravings within and just give her a strength to eat all things and enjoy all things in moderation and allow you to do the work in her body um, to, to, to get to the place where she's healthy and strong. Father, let us not have unrealistic goals for our bodies. I pray this for Jill, that she won't um, struggle because of of, the deception of of comparison, but that she would be able to accept who you created her to be, make peace with that, and allow you to do the work within her that gives her the strength to turn away from things without feeling denied. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. And, Lord, I just want to add to that. I pray for Jill that you'd help her overhaul her thinking and her speaking. And I've been there, done that. I pray you'd heal her, that she would speak blessing over herself and think thoughts in agreement with heaven's voice over her life. Lord, we thank you for Jill. Thank you for her call today. In Jesus' name. Michelle, I remember when I was a little girl and my best friend was a gymnast training for the Olympics. So I look at pictures of me back then. Mm -hmm. I was a small-boned, small girl. But this friend was in the gym, you know, eight hours a day and developed muscles way before her time and was so cut and so fit. And I was a gymnast, but I was more of a community ed gymnast. So you put us Mm -hmm. next to each other. She was ripped and tight. And and one person made the comment. I wonder if you lost a couple pounds, if you could flip your flips a little higher. Oh. And that's when I looked down. I was in fourth grade. And that began 
that began the yep. cycle. And you know, and I want to talk on the other side of the break how we mess up our metabolism because as you you alluded to it too, when you start dieting when you shouldn't, you you mess up your metabolism. Yes. And we can get it back, can't we? Yes, we can. Absolutely. So we have we're going to be taking a short break here in just a minute. So on the other side of the break, we're going to take Charlene and Jane's call. We're going to talk to Michelle about how to renew our metabolism. And also Michelle, I know people are going to want to know your story of of your whole yo-yo diet and where God has you now. Okay. Um, I guess we have time for about about two minutes for a question. Talk to me about um, the metabolism piece. I guess we got about two minutes to address before break. So say a little bit about that, about how we mess it up, and we'll maybe address how we can fix it on the other side of the break. Well, what happens is when we start starving our system is that when we go back to eating regularly, the body does not know what your intentions are, and it is now in a panic, and it goes, uh-oh, she's going to starve us again. We better hoard everything that she puts in her system. So now what we have to do is expend energy, more energy than caloric intake, to balance our system off and jump kick our, our metabolism again until it evens back out. But literally starting that whole cycle of, of dieting and, and extreme denial um, makes the body very afraid to burn anything else that you put in. So that's, that's the whole secret. That's how the yo-yo effect starts. But what you can do is start to eat little things, smaller portions, eat five to six times a day. Every two hours, put a little something in your mouth, and it reassures the body that you're not starving it, and it begins to burn. That's just excellent, and I think to have the presence of protein, you know, throughout the day. Handful protein of, and fiber. Yeah. You know, and the best, you know, actually, um, I talk about this diet, um, This another book that I referred to, that taught me how to eat properly was the abs diet for women. And he talks about uh, power foods, the things that actually kick your body into burning because they're harder to digest. So the body has to work harder to burn off the fat. So your best things are strawberries, blueberries, raspberries, um, nuts, um, brown rice as opposed to the whites, um, the, 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 the higher color vegetables, spinach, uh, broccoli, asparagus, um, all of these things have a lot more fiber, and the body has to work harder. And when it's working harder, it's burning more fat. Excellent. Another thing, too, you go too long without eating, your metabolism kind of goes dormant yes, and it, it slows way down. It holds on to the food because it doesn't know when it's going to get more. Yep, another way to really <laughs> mess up that metabolism. So you don't have to be hungry all the time, and you don't want to do the starve and then eat a salad the size of your yard. It's just not good for us. So we're going to talk about ways to repair our metabolism, to repair our self-talk, and to, to really alter the course that we're on. You're listening to Live the Promise. I'm Susie Larson talking to Michelle McKinney-Hammond. Got more of this great conversation on the other side. Stay with us. choice, Tim. Welcome, welcome to Live the Promise. I'm Susie Larson talking to our friend Michelle McKinney-Hammond about her book, The Real Skinny on Losing It. We've got a few copies to give away. You want to chime into the conversation about the whole issue of weight loss and how the battle with the bulge and with addiction to food uh, impacts our faith walk. It really is a very connected battle, but there's freedom in Christ. Love to hear from you. 877-933-2484. We've got Charlene from St. Paul, and she's been waiting very patiently. She says she struggled her whole life with body image. I'd love to talk with you more, Charlene. Welcome to the show. Oh, thank you. 
Absolutely. Glad to have you today. Talk to us about your struggle. Well, I'm in my 60s, and I have struggled with my weight my whole life. Even as a child, I had a very poor body image, always have been overweight. And now at this stage of my life, um, everything I have tried, I have lost weight, gained it all back and more. But I'm giving up. It's like I'm just at, you know, at a crossroads in my life where it doesn't matter anymore. I, you know, I've prayed and prayed and, you know, I, I know that I have to do my part too. And I guess I just don't know where to, where to, where to go from yeah. here. Well, I hear you, Charlene. Boy, Michelle, love for you to speak to her. Well, you know, um, there's a difference between apathy and acceptance. And I think that you have to be really careful um, not to have a defeatist attitude about it. One of the things that happens is our body knows where it's supposed to be. And uh, we always have these really interesting goals when we're dieting. You know, if you're 14, you want to be a 6 or an 8. Well, that might not be the exact appropriate weight for your body, really. Your body might be saying, we would feel really good about being between a 10 and a 12. Mm-hmm. Okay, and that is where part of the fight starts because we lose a certain amount of weight and then um, our body is trying to level itself off where it feels good and it knows that will be good for you to be. And then we go into a panic and go, oh, we're plateauing or we're gaining weight again and we punish our bodies again and we starve ourselves and then the body fights back. So we have this whole war with our body. Yeah. So you true. Mm-hmm. And so w- the thing that I learned was I really had to make peace with where I was. Mm. I had to make peace, look at my body, begin to appreciate and say, you know, it's not so bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I know how to make this work. I can clean up really good, you know. Yeah. But it was with the making the peace that I began to relax. And then I, I found that I wasn't so hungry and that I wasn't hungry for the wrong things anymore because it wasn't like I was defending myself against an onslaught of some sort. And see, that's really all in our minds. That's what I was going to say, Michelle. That you know, what I heard from you is it started there, and and I, you know, I, I've heard someone say that they gave up, much like Charlene, on mm-hmm. quitting smoking. They just couldn't do it. And this one pastor said, "Do me this one thing. Every time you light up, just say I'm free from these cigarettes. Say it out loud and declare it. Every time you light up." And he's like, "Pastor, you're not telling me to quit." And he said. He said, I'm not going to tell you to do something you don't want to do, but I'm going to believe God's going to help you do what he wants you to do. So every day to say, thank you, Jesus, I'm free from these cigarettes. And that's all I'm asking you to do. And over time, he said the one day he woke up, lit up, and he thought he'd throw up. And he Uh put that cigarette away, never lit up again, and he was free. And so I, I really charge you, Charlene, even just hearing what Michelle had to say. Okay, maybe the externals on the diet, maybe you're worn out, but I I dare you to look at your thoughts and your prayers and your words and and start there. And just say, I'm loved by, by my creator, and I weigh what you want me to weigh. Just start to speak a blessing of truth over your life and just see what happens. What do you think of that, Michelle? I think so. I think you need to talk to your body and apologize to it. Yeah. <laughs> and say, I am sorry that I have talked about you so badly. You know, you're not so bad after all. Begin to really love on yourself, and it will release you to do the right thing by your body. You know, it will, your body will help you. Absolutely. I used to teach. I was a fitness instructor for a lot of years, and we taught a weight loss class at our club. And we had all these people in the program, and we had a whiteboard in front and said, tell us out loud all the things you tell yourself inside. We filled a whiteboard with some of the most terrible things that these people said about mm-hmm. themselves. And we said, would you say that about anybody else? And all of them just went white. 
you know, and that self-talk is so destructive. And I thought of the scripture that you destroy yourself when you're cruel and you nourish yourself when you're kind. And that means cruel to yourself or anybody else, doesn't it? Exactly. And it begins with you because you know what? If you don't settle the issue with yourself, it's very hard for you to love others. I mean, the second commandment is love your neighbor as you love yourself. So what happens when we don't love our bodies, when we don't love ourselves? Because we become very critical of others because it's the only way for us to feel better about ourselves. Wow, very And then good. the work of comparison begins again. So it really is good to make peace with yourself. You know, and at the bottom of, of the day, there are all sorts of body types, and, and, and there's someone who likes each one. Amen. That's you know? good. That's good. 877-933-2484. 877-933-2484. Give us a call. Jane from Madison has a really good balance on this topic. She wants to talk about the other side. Let's hear it, Jane. Hello. How are you? Hi, Jane. Great. Good. Yeah, um, I would just like to say that I have struggled the other way. Just um, I have a high metabolism, and I, I love exercise and running and biking. We don't yeah. like you, Jane. <laughs> <laughs> I, my job, my job is very a very physical, physically demanding job, and I have a hard time putting weight on. And I, I'm a kind of a health food person, mm-hmm. and I, but but in order to gain weight, I, I eat a lot of butter, cream cheese, mm-hmm. chocolate. <laughs> oh my! I shall not I'm be jealous, everyone. And I, I still have trouble, but I'm but I'm just calling to say I have been very hurt by things that people have commented on how skinny I am and just some very cutting um, mm. comments. I mean, I uh-huh. I can't even repeat mm. things that people said. I don't know why they've said them. Like someone giving me a back rub and saying that I felt like a skeleton. Wow. And, and I don't think that I look that bad, but I, I have a hard time, you know, filtering out, you know, things that people say. And um, I'm, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I can relate to that um, because when I was in school, I was painfully thin. And I remember um, a day that, uh, that we had to take turns drawing one another. And when I stood up, all the boys in the room wrote, just drew one line down the middle of their paper and said, that's it. Say and that again. And someone else quipped up in the back of the room and said, we can't see her. You know, they just mm. drew one line and said that was my body. Oh. You know? Mm. <laughs> So I do, I do um, understand and can relate to that. But you know, the blessing is, is that, that oh, you're not going through the the angst the other way of, of trying to to uh, get it off and keep it off, and you're not ruled by food. You're actually right in the good place. You like healthy food. You like exercise. Who are you anyway? What planet did you come from? <laughs> that is so. Wonderful, and I think you just need to celebrate that. And probably, as we would say in the hood, those people are just being haters because all the ones that are talking about you are probably struggling with their weight. So good, so true. You have to know where the criticism is coming from. Yeah, absolutely. Bless you, Jane. Katie's calling from Apple Valley. She needs some advice about her daughter who's dealing with an eating disorder. Welcome to the show, Katie. Thanks, Susie. It's so great to uh, be on the radio with you and your wonderful guest. Great to have you. What, is, what do you know about anorexia and the help to get out of it? My daughter has been struggling for over 10 years, and she's been to multiple disorder centers for treatment, mm-hmm. and she just feels very hopeless, like it's just where she has to be. 
Mm. And um, it's kind of almost like she's made friends with it. And, and I'm sure at this point in her life she's afraid of what would happen to try to get out of it almost. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, you know, and, and that is a, a huge thing. Um, there is that fear. She's probably afraid of being fat and thinking that, oh, my goodness, she'll never get back to to this thin thing. But, it, again, here we are. We're having a mental conversation once again about what is beautiful and what she thinks she should look like, you know. Um, so you're just going to have to continue to pray with her and minister to her that she's beautiful, period. It, it really is a mind renewal piece. Um, I think a lot of times when we go to counselors, most counselors find some way of justifying how you feel, or uh, and, and it doesn't work because the issue is a spiritual issue. It's 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 us being trapped inside of our souls, and the lies that the enemy plants there can be very hard to remove if we don't renew our minds with the Word of God. Hmm. So she really, really has to go to the Word and ask the Lord to show her the scriptures that will minister to her, because they're different for everyone. That's why I'm not going to give you a, a pat one. Um, I think the one that Susie mentioned earlier is a great one about destroying ourselves. But um, she's going to have to ask the Lord to expose to her the area of her heart that is driving her towards this self-destructive behavior, because there's something about herself she doesn't like, and she's mm-hmm. punishing herself. What's what's her name? Uh, what's Katie's? Is, do we have Katie still? What's her name? Stephanie. Stephanie. Michelle, can we just pray for Stephanie right now? Yes. Lord, we just lift up Stephanie to you. And I ask, Lord God, that you would release her from the bondage, release her from the pain, release her from the fear and the angst that she feels. Lord God, I pray that you would uh, redeem her Mm. and that she would feel your redemption and that she'd feel no guilt, no need to destroy or punish herself, that she would be able to revel and your acceptance and your love of her. Father, I pray that you would just shut off all the voices that that continually push her to punish herself, that push her uh, to be fearful of of a certain weight. Um, I pray, Lord God, that you would replace those voices with yourself, with your assurances, with your love, with your goodness, with your faithfulness, Lord, Mm -hmm. that you would be a healing balm of Gilead to Stephanie, Lord. And that she she wouldn't try to rely on herself and her own effort to stop, but that she'd rely completely on your spirit and allow you to do the work within her. In Jesus' name. Oh, Lord, too. I want to just add to that, Lord. I thank you by faith that you're going to cancel, uh, cut off the schemes of the enemy, that yes. her eyes would open to what the enemy's plan is, that he has a plan to steal, kill, and destroy. But you have a plan for life abundantly. And Father, I pray for a vision for Stephanie to see herself ministering to other girls who struggle with the same thing, to see herself on the other side of this battle. Give her a vision for her life that would give her enough grit to want to be free. Jesus, fill her with faith. And we, we all stand together on her behalf in Jesus' name. Boy, that was great. Great. Thank you, Michelle, so much. Well, we want to hear from you. We've got about 10 minutes left to take your calls. If you want to chime into the conversation, give us a call, 877-933-2484. One more time, 1-877-933-2484. We've got Amy waiting very patiently from Brooklyn Park. Love to hear from you. Amy, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Um, I haven't called in before, but I, I, I called because of what you guys were saying is so very encouraging. And I have been a lifetime yo-yo dieter, and it is the most frustrating thing 
ever you feel like you get a handle on something, figure out the exercise plan, the eating plan, and life happens and changes things, and you feel like a complete failure mm-hmm. because it all falls apart. And mm-hmm. and hearing what you guys are saying is just so very encouraging. Um, it's so helpful, and I and I thank you for that for bringing this out to the radio. Absolutely, you're welcome. You know, I I, I just want to share with you that the thing that broke my yo-yo existence was that. I decided it was okay for me to eat everything. Okay? We're just going to end with that. Yes. You know, Proverbs twenty five sixteen says, If you found honey, eat only enough for you, mm. lest you have your fill of it and vomit. And so what it is is we're back to moderation. And I think what happens is a lot of times when we're dieting, we go, ooh, I shouldn't be eating this. So since I'm eating it, let me eat as much of it as I can. Because I don't know when I'll get to have it again. Mm-hmm. And I've completely stopped that. There are certain things that I know about my body at this point in time, so I allow myself to have them once a week. Mm-hmm. Or uh, I have a friend, and I pretty much follow the same rule, is I behave myself all week, and on the weekend I can have whatever I want. And you know what happens? Is by the time the weekend comes, I don't really want to mess up the progress I made during the week. Yeah. So I just indulge, but I indulge in moderation. And I think that if we could just pray and ask God to help us have a spirit of moderation. He says all things are lawful, but all things, you know, are are not profitable. So approach these things with moderation. That is so good. It reminds me just of budgeting. If you think of a slouch who never works and then he goes with his family, I'm saying he, but it could be a she too. They go on vacation with their family and they're laying around some more. And you put the person who works full time, very hard, very diligently, and they budget, and then they go on vacation, and then they exhale and they rest. Yeah. Who's the vacation sweeter for? It's sweeter for the person who's earned it. And I think food tastes better when you budget for it, when you're not indulging all the time, but then on the weekend you're tasting it, and it's good, and it's and it goes back to that one caller who could never enjoy food. Yeah. That happens when there's not restraint. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. And you feel. Like you're a victim to the food. Right. And, and what you have to do is know that you are the master. You know, uh, the word says uh, when, when God was talking to Cain, he says, well, you know, if you, if you change your attitude, I'll bless you too. Sin sits at the door and it desires to master you, but you must master it. Hmm. So sin is always crouching, ready to consume us. But God has given us a charge to master our minds, to master our bodies. Um, He cooperates by giving us the strength to do so. But this is a partnership, and we must take responsibility for it. Um, You know, sit down, plan your, work your plan, and plan your work. I hate exercise. I envy that girl who says she loves exercise and loves health food. You know, I love everything that's wrong for me, and I (laughs) and I hate exercise. But so the bargain I have to make with myself is, when I have something that I know is fatty, I got to get on that treadmill. I found what works for me. I do enjoy the treadmill. I love to get on it, watch television, or put on some worship and praise music that really pumps me up, and I feel like I've done something. And I've also realized that if I'm consistent with it and it becomes a habit, it's not so horrible. Because your body actually begins to crave movement. So you have to find out what area of movement is enjoyable for you. It doesn't have to be an aerobic class. It can be a Zumba class. It can be a treadmill. Some people hate the treadmill. They like the bike more. Or just taking a nice walk. You know, whatever it is for you, find some activity 
that that makes you that gives you joy to do it. It and, can be the Wii, it can be the Xbox. You know, there's all kinds of ways now for us to entertain ourselves and move at the same time. But you've got to move. Your body requires movement. And it does get easier over time. We've got David calling from Cloquet, and uh, he's got a good comment. Welcome to the show, David. Thank you. How are you? I got, a little, I got a little joke for you. I'm a little bigger fella, but you know I'm on the level because my bubble's in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. You know? And the Bible says that as a man thinks it's in his heart, so he is. And we have to see ourselves like God sees us because he sees us complete. Yeah. And then also the Bible says we're supposed to be tenderhearted and kind one towards another. We need to be kind towards ourselves. Amen. We need to enjoy the journey and be kind to ourselves. Yes. Preach and it, you know, David. The kinder you are to yourself, the more self-control you have. That's true. Very true. David, great, great comment. I love that. Well, I promised we'd talk about how to fix our metabolism, and there are a few things that you can do to fix your metabolism. Um, so you ruin it by dieting too soon, by going too long without food. And, you know, what happens, as Michelle says, is that your metabolism drops because your body thinks, I'm going into famine. And so when you eat next, you burn it at a very slow rate, mm-hmm. and you turn that apple cart completely over. So let's talk, Michelle, about reestablishing our metabolism. Yes. Um, and as I mentioned earlier, um, it really starts with you keep stoking the oven so that the fire keeps burning. Literally, your body's like a little furnace, and it runs out of when it runs out of wood, it just sits there. And anything that the body stores becomes fat. The other thing that we have to be cognizant of is when we eat what we eat. And and as I talk about um, in the book, I've combined certain things that work for me. Um, between eating for my body type and also the food combination issue and the times when I eat what I eat. Um, all of those things combined have stabilized me as, and I lose weight a little at a time. Um, if you, if you find that you're stuck in a place, Susie, one of the things I learned was, um, some of us have what is called lactone, lactin intolerance where we've dieted so much at this point that our bodies refuse to lose weight no matter what we do. And then you will need medical help with that. Um, I actually did the HCG diet for a few weeks just to break out of the pattern because my body was refusing to lose weight because I had ruined it with so many different diets. Hmm. So you need to check with your doctor and see what they can do to help you. Um, because sometimes you need medical help to break through the plateau. But I suggest highly the way to break through is really a great Daniel fast. Mm -hmm. The Daniel fast is basically eating just fruits and vegetables and water. And if you can do that every two hours, the body will start to burn. You will have to build protein into it, and I talk about that in the book as well. But just to give yourself a good cleanse, because the body stores up stuff, and you'd be surprised at how much stuff you're harboring in your intestines that's never worked its way out. Yep. And another thing to throw in there is strength work. It's very important. Yeah. I, if I can remember, I think if you gain a pound of muscle, you'll burn naturally by just way of your metabolism going up 13 pounds of fat per year. Exactly. Just from having a more muscle density. So I, I talked about this a few shows ago, but do push-ups against the counter when, you're some, when you've got something in the microwave. Okay. Do some squats in the kitchen, you know, that kind of a thing. We've got Teddy from Alexandria. He's been waiting very patiently, and he's got a comment on the spirit and soul connection. Welcome to the show, Teddy. Yes, thanks for having the program. You have lots of uh, valuable information. Great. One of, the comments, one of the comments I wanted to make is when we look at the scripture, it talks about uh, we are new creatures in Christ Jesus, 2 Corinthians 5.17. Mm-hmm. 
and then even after that, the ministry of reconciliation, where we, where you talked about being reconciled to ourselves. You know? mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But how many times, as worldly people, they're thinking body, souls, and probably don't even think about the spirit. Whereas God's culture is right side up, where we need to think spirit, then soul, mm-hmm. then our bodies. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and getting that in proper balance really helps us to stay more fit, again, having a spiritual focus. Mm-hmm. And we need to be tuned into what the Holy Spirit wants us to do through the Lord Jesus Christ. So, That's right. Lots of great comments. We appreciate your uh, bringing out God's Word and and the power of the Holy Spirit transforming lives. And so I just wanted to say I, I appreciate it. Teddy, that call was very important. I think I had the feeling as you're talking that someone, that was a light bulb moment for somebody because yeah. it has to start there. So go ahead and speak to that, Michelle. Well, man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. And I did find the address for the other scriptures in Isaiah 55. Mm-hmm. And it says, um, why do you spend your money? For that which is not bread, and your labor for that which does not satisfy. Listen diligently to me, and eat what is good, and delight yourselves in rich food. And as I said, the other translation says, let your soul delight itself in fatness. Um, It does start with our spirits. When our spirits are hungry, have you ever woken up in the middle of the night, and you just wanted something? (laughs) You didn't know what you wanted. And you just go to the refrigerator and you look in, you know, and you've got a little leftovers, you know. So you start tasting them, and each one you taste is not the taste that you want, but you eat the whole thing anyway. <laughs> and by the time you're done, you're full, but you're still not satisfied. Mm. There is a part in our hearts that only God and his word can fill. And if we confuse that with physical hunger, we'll keep stuffing ourselves, and the war between our hips and our lips will be lost because the body will not have enough time to process it all, and it will store it as fat. That is good. It reminds me of a scripture, and I can't remember what it is. And the message version says, we work to feed our appetites. Meanwhile, our souls go hungry. Yes. And, boy, that you could spend a whole show right on that passage. Oh, yes. Yeah. We on sh- so many different levels, beyond even beyond food. We're going to have you back, and we're going to unpack that together if you're available to do that, Michelle. Just oh, to most talk. definitely. I mean, think of all the ways we feed our appetites and neglect our souls. Mm-hmm. Wow. Are you like shoes? <laughs> <laughs> do I like shoes? Oh, you know, some of us, we work for those shoes, That's man. right. That's true. I like shoes, but I have such feet problems that I go through them, and I'm like, nope, 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 those don't work. Yeah. Oh, well. Anyway, well, as I'm kind of thinking as we're wrapping up here, some of the things that my takeaways from our conversation that you hit on were moderation. That's moderation. such a key piece that, uh, you know, and you said this in the book, to not to eat to fullness and really wait to eat till you're hungry, right? Did you, right. Mm-hmm. Wait to eat till you're hungry. Eat to be satisfied, not full. You know, because what that does is it promises your body that you'll be back. So just work with this, burn this up, and then we'll get back to something else that yeah. you like. And then that's excellent. And then self-talk was another thing. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, thinking of the scripture, you destroy yourself when you're cruel, but you nourish yourself when you're kind. Think about that when you think, I nourish myself physically, spiritually when I'm kind to myself. And, you know, i got to interject here that one of the biggest things for me that I found out was the reason I was out of control was actually a fear factor. Uh, I was struggling with, with trying to walk the way God wanted me to walk as a single woman, and I hid behind fat and did not know that for a long time. Mm. I thought that that would help me stay where I was supposed to be. But God wants us to be disciplined in whatsoever state we're in and not destroy ourselves out of fear. 
That's so good. And that goes to the third point that really came out of our conversation is renewing our minds. And, you know, as I read that point that you'd said you'd hid behind your fat, I think uh, sexual abuse victims do that quite often as well as a a wall of protection. So I sure pray that this time really helped mobilize our people to a new place of freedom. We sure appreciated your time today, Michelle. Thank you. Well, let's, uh, let's close with prayer if we could. I'm thinking of that person like the one who called and said, I feel like giving up, who feels like they're at a dead end. But this is not the end. God has a, has a place of freedom for them. wondering if you pray for that person. Father, I pray that, you're, that the listeners under the sound of our voice who are struggling with issues of weight would hearken unto you and eat that which is good and let their soul be delighted with good things, be satisfied with good things. You said that you would satisfy us with good things and that at your right hand are pleasures evermore. Help us to discover different pleasures, pleasures that don't destroy, but pleasures that build us up and give us life and empower us to be blessings to those around us. In Jesus' name, Hmm. satisfy the craving of our souls with yourself. In Jesus' name, amen. Yes, Lord, amen. Michelle, great as always to have you with us today. Thank you. I always enjoy my time with you. So where can people find you if they want you on the web? Uh, MichelleHammond.com. Easy enough. MichelleHammond.com. We'll link that up on our website as well. Well, we wish you God's absolute best, Michelle, as you continue to write and speak for him. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. Well, you've been listening to Live the Promise. I'm Susie Larson, and you can find a podcast of this interview up on our website at faithradionet.com. Yesterday's show was really great with Pastor Bob Merritt of Eaglebrook Church. Do you know that 46 people shared that show? Pretty neat. And so here's another one I want you to share with friends. I know somebody that you know is struggling with this issue. And easy as pie. Click of a button. Oh, bad pun. Easy as pie. <laughs> easy as low-fat brownies. By a click of a button, you can send it to Facebook, Twitter, you can email it, and you can share a show with a friend. It costs you nothing, and it's just a gesture of love. And so if you know someone whom this would encourage, ask you to do that. Go to faithradionet.com, click of a button, and send it to a friend. Tune in tomorrow for our Saturday edition of Live the Promise. My guest is author and humanitarian Kimberly Smith. We're going to talk about her book, Passport Through Darkness. It's about her work in some of the most dangerous places of the world. She was a, a woman who made six figures, lived the high American dream, the high life, and they just got rid of it all and went into some of the worst places, confronted some of the worst bullies, and found the biggest God you can imagine. God is big in those places. He sure is. Well, I hope you have a blessed and beautiful weekend, and I want to remind you that the Lord wants you to last long and finish strong. And he's the one who'll keep you strong to the end. He's the one who'll help you overcome any addiction that you have, your battle with food. He wants to set you free. Remember what the scripture says? It's for freedom that Christ has set us free. Refuse to be subject to a yoke of slavery. He is for you. He is with you. The battle is a winnable one. Have a blessed and wonderful afternoon.